I am Araceli, a wealth advisor, real estate investor in the United States and Canada, and creator of Wealthy Women in Real Estate. Every week, I meet with Colette, a real estate broker and a real estate investor in Canada. We come together to talk about all things real estate investing and how to increase your wealth. Join us. Welcome, everyone. This is Araceli. Wealth Advisor and U.S. and Canada in Real Estate Investor. And I'm here with my chat with Colette. Colette, can you introduce yourself and tell us what we're talking about today? Yes, and my phone just started ringing, so I'm sorry oh, for the buzzing. But it's okay, I will, I will answer it later because this is important. Yeah. My name is Colette. I am a real estate broker with uh, Orion Realty, and I am in the GTA West. And I sell houses, but I also maybe would buy a cottage if it's in the GTA West <laughs> because <laughs> that's what we're talking about today. Yeah. So even though you might not be in the GTA and you are looking at cottages or uh, cabins or other properties that are in rural settings, this is the show for you. This is very interesting. It is very interesting and houses in cottages let's just call them cottages or houses outside of cities are built very different than cottages are built in different times than cottages you might find a cottage that's 150 200 years old and it's still standing yes <laughs> so, but it's very different in the in the sense of not just how it's built but also the the utilities let's call them utilities you might not have access to the city water, you might not have access to Wi-Fi, you might have not access to a whole bunch of things. No Wi-Fi? Oh no! <laughs> Can you believe it? It's crazy. No. Anyway, so we just put together a quick little uh, um, uh, show for you today because there are three things that we think are very, very important to think about and know about before you go and say, Oh, I'm gonna go crazy and you know multiple offer situation and put an offer in a cottage and you have no idea how different it is absolutely can I share and my this, screen with you yeah so share your screen I just wanted to say something that yes. if you don't have experience I don't have a lot of experience with cottages which is that's why we wanted to talk about it Colette has a lot more experience about cottages and we want to show you a few things that we think that it's important for you to um, to look at. This is what we want to talk about because cottage investors or just people, I mean, we're all investing in cottages. That's the whole point. It doesn't matter if it's for you or if it's for Airbnb, but it is an investment and you really have to watch out for things. And you're absolutely right. Uh, take it from me. I am my worst client. I bought my own cottage. I represented myself. I had very little knowledge about how different cottages were and that's why we want to talk about it because a lot of people are thinking, okay, I, I'm priced out of the GTI, I'm priced yeah. out, out of um, you know, this market, but I still want to get my feet wet in real estate. What do I need to look out for? And I honestly, I get this question almost on a daily basis when I tell people I have a cottage, they're like, oh, you know, how was it? Tell me more. What's the deal? Like, where did you buy all these things? So obviously there is a lot more than just three things to look out for, but these are the top three things that Araceli and I both agree on that are very, very important to pay yeah. attention to. 
before you actually think about investing. So yes, your typical cottage here may look like this little foresty cabin in the woods kind of situation. Uh, and it's, it's, it's funny. Really <laughs> it's pretty. It's really cute. There's, you know, but this is probably doesn't have electricity. I don't see any wires. Maybe the it's photoshopped, but I don't see any wires. I don't see how you could have a wood burning stove with a live roof like that. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, I digress. Scary. <laughs> but most people, their idea of cottage is more like the bottom picture, where there is it's a modernized home or cottage. Uh, you have electricity you have plumbing you have possibly wi-fi if you're so lucky so let's go through the top three things that honestly these are things that if you go to a cottage you don't have to worry about it, but if you're going to buy a cottage absolutely you should know what you're buying so tip number one is learn all you can learn about crawl spaces because they're very different than basements and this actually, this photo is of is of a modern crawl space. So how much do you know about crawl spaces? I don't know much. I know that for the older houses, what they wanted to do is raise it between one to three feet. So it is not right on the ground. So if they, the ground settles, you still right. have a little bit of a, a way to move the house without creating a lot of uh, changes. Uh, but I personally hate them. I don't like them. Uh, they're awful. But if you have them, I think that most in most cases you will have them in a, in a cottage because of the age. It's not just age. So you're right. Number one is age. Number two is because a lot of cottages are built on rock. So especially in Ontario, there is no no digging. Like they're all, it's either rock or shale. And if you really wanted a basement, you would have to blast it. And not a lot of people can afford, you know, to buy <laughs> something to blast out just for like eight feet or whatever the, the space is that you need. Also, because cottages are usually close to water, you can't dig down. The water table is way too high. You're going to have flooding. So even if you're not right on a lake or a body of water, you still probably won't be able to dig down. So you'll see a lot of crawl spaces in the in you know in cottage country the other thing too is crawl spaces are called crawl spaces because they can be up to a foot or two feet uh, in depth and you have to crawl some crawl spaces are five feet so you could actually not have to crawl on your hands and knees or on your belly yeah but you could actually you know maybe just crouch down and get in there so I hope you don't let it take little shots of me doing funny poses like that. Anyway, so so crawl spaces are very different than basements. Uh, learn about them, talk about them. The foundation too is very important. So this picture is a funny picture. Number one, it looks like they're poured uh, footings and it's a poured foundation. So that, uh, that um, the space in between where the wood meets the uh, concrete is solid and it won't have critters come in. That's the other thing too with crawl spaces. Number one, the bad about crawl spaces, heat loss like crazy, unless you insulate it. Uh -huh. You can insulate the floor, but it's still not like a basement. And number two, critters. Critters will love this space because it's like this beautiful open concept. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. Open right, and nobody's bothering 
beautiful loft. <laughs> right, it's a beautiful space for them, their apartment. So, so critters are a problem in the in the country too, usually because it's cottage country and there's critters all the time, big or small. <laughs> so, it's wildlife, right? We we're not supporting wildlife here. We want a secure space for us. Um, the the nice thing about crawl spaces are that it'll keep your your there's no basement so it's always going to be dry and you're going to be above ground uh you're not going to be sitting on the ground so you want a crawl space if that's your only option and there's many many choices of how to do a crawl space so but if you buy an existing house make sure you get in there if you can't access the crawl space run away run fast you could have termites you could have critters you could have all sorts of problems you do not want to buy a property that does not have a, a access panel or access um, little space to get in and at least look and see the other interesting thing what i don't like about this photo is that if you lay gravel down that apparently is better as well to keep the moisture level in there and to keep it in there so uh, moisture level. I think critters too don't like them. Yeah, they don't like it. That's what I was going to tell you that they prevent uh, from digging. So you can make like a nest that they like to do. So right, right. So you can keep them away a little bit. Uh, maybe some broken glass for all you uh, wonderful um, uh, conserve <laughs> people that, that like critters. Yeah. I won't get I won't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's move on to tip number two. Yeah, so tip number two is you have to ask the questions. Where is the water coming from? So do you have a well or is it on city water? So that's fairly easy to find out what it is. Uh, it is different than a septic system. So well water is water coming in. City water is water coming in. A septic system or a holding tank is the water and the poop going out. Ooh. So that's the other thing too that people don't realize. Some country, or sorry, some countries, some uh, uh, places where you have um, a well and it's very rural, you're not near any city, you're not near um, a modern city that actually provides that and they dig all the streets up and they put down. Um, you know, the uh, uh, sewer lines. There are lots of places, especially in Ontario, that still don't have that. So that's another question. You can usually see it on the listing. It'll say if there's a well or if it's city water. Yeah. Personally speaking, or let's, well, I'll ask you, what do you think of well water? Well, I actually was going to ask you a couple things on the well water because I've heard that well water is better than city water. What do you think about that? That's so debatable. People either love well water or hate it. I personally hate it because I know there's a lot of calcium in Ontario water. There's also farms. So usually when you're looking at a, a cottage, there may or may not be farms around. So if you think about the farmers putting pesticides on their grass and it rains, where do you think all that water is going to go? there is a very good chance it'll end up in your well. So you are responsible for making it safe, for making it's, making sure it's drinkable, and you have to do this at least once a year. You have to get a pH uh, test, you have to get a safety test, and send it off to labs. If you wanna sell or if you wanna buy, this is part of inspection. You must get your well checked 
you must get your septic system or your holding tank checked. If you're on a, um, a sewer system like a city, then you have no problem. The city takes care of your poop. Uh -huh. <laughs> be blunt about it. Uh, septic system. So do you know the difference between a septic system? No, I do not. Please tell me this. Oh my God, I'm thrilled. Okay. <laughs> I get so excited about poop. <laughs> Either. So a holding tank is exactly what it says. There is a tank underground, usually in your front lawn or your back lawn, and it's just like your regular plumbing where all your poop and the water, like even your shower water, yep. even... Uh, all the dirty water, water, right? All the dirty, it's called gray water. So if it's not poop water, it's called just, you know, hand washing, it's called gray water. So that goes into a holding tank, and then you have to make a phone call to the, the, the guys that pump the tanks and say, hi, I need my holding tank pumped out. They come, you know, it depends on how much you use your cottage. So let's say you do it once a year and depending on volume. So if you're never there, then obviously your holding tank, they'll give you uh, how big the tank is when you buy it. Get the inspection. They will tell you this is how big it was. This is probably when you should ask to the owners if they know when it was put in, if they put it in and the year, because they all have life expectancies too, right? And it's very expensive to swap out or put in a new septic system or a new holding tank. So holding tank is easy, just a big tank. The guys come with the truck, they put a hose in, they suck it all up and they take it away and they dump it and you have to pay for that. A septic system is a little bit different because you still have a holding tank, but then you have, let's say, straws that go out into the lawn with holes and that's called a weeping bed. So all of the poop gets, uh, it goes to the bottom of the tank but all of the gray water goes out into your lawn and you have a beautiful lush garden and a grass and, and it's beautiful. So you generally know if it's a septic system, you visit the property in the summer, you can see the grass is growing faster in a spot yeah, or it's greener in a oh. spot. So you know in the hot, hot summer when all the grass is dead, you have this little patch of green, that's a septic system. <laughs> well, this would be like something that you can kind of engineered to have the whole grass uh it is and and it's not because septic systems like when you when you pay for it and you have this weeping bed they have a system of saying okay you have uh let's say what whatever you want to they call probably them, the have certain requirements and they will not be able to do or expand it yet exactly and it has to do with how many bedrooms you have so the bigger the cottage the bigger the septic tank has to be and how much the bigger like your weeping bed has to be huge. So then you could do your whole lawn if you want that. So, and of course it'll be more expensive. So these are all the things that you have to ask for. I'm no expert, but these are things that when you hire the inspector, you have to make sure if they will inspect the, the septic system or holding tank, and you have to ask those questions. Sometimes what happens is the septic system, you have an access panel. So they take off like it's either a piece of wood or a piece of concrete like a like a patio stone you lift it up and then you can actually see what's in there you don't want to jump in but they usually and that's how they pump it out they have their you know they come with the truck and you can also get your septic tank pumped out before you take possession that can be in your agreement to purchase to say i don't want to inherit your poop go yeah. get it pumped and then the current owners will pump it out I know. Why doesn't everybody love talking about poop? I love talking about it. <laughs> it's life. Anyways, my point is, ask those questions. Well water, city water, 
what's the difference, know that you have to get them inspected and tested. The septic system or a holding tank, know which one it is. Holding tank, you don't want that for a family because you go through a lot and you probably can't have a dishwasher, you probably can't have a washing machine because all that water will fill up your holding tank very, very quickly. So ask so those Colette, so I have a question here when it comes down to, let's say that you find out that you have a holding tank. Can you replace it with a septic system? Or possibly. Okay. Because it depends on your ground, first of all. If you can dig down, because a septic tank might be much, much deeper than a holding tank. A holding tank, they can do, let's say, you know, two feet high and across, and it's still a volume. You can have a lot of volume, but you don't have to dig all the way like a septic system. A septic system is also on gravity, so the septic system has to be higher than the weeping beds, and they go down into the lawn. So there's, uh, uh, you'll see septic systems sometimes, or most of the time, you'll see it's a hump in the in the uh, in the lawn, and then you'll see it has to be lower lower for the weeping bed to be lower. So gravity will actually do the work for you. Yeah. And there, you, you sometimes. So this picture too is interesting. So this picture is actually of a well, and why I like it is because they actually have a pump, and that is run by electricity. And you can do the same thing with the septic system where if you don't have that gravity, you can actually hook it up to a, a macerator, which actually makes your poop smaller. <laughs> and you can also have an electric element that will actually force it out into the septic system if you don't have that gravity working for you. But gravity is great. We love gravity. <laughs> This is a, a really in-depth, so basically what we want to give you, we don't want to give you all the technical details, but it's just to watch out for and see, you know, when you are actually looking at a specific cottage, what oh, yeah. your options, right? Because I believe that because the water, it depends where you are as well, right? And exactly. how developed the, the places, how far is it from a city, all those kind of things that you may not have an option to change anything. Right, and there's something else. There's So this picture is actually an aquifer. So they've tapped into the natural water that's underground. Uh, there's also something called, I forget what it's called, but it's, it's like, um, um, I'm sorry, I don't want to say holding tank because that's the poop. There is a tank that you can get from a company that they will come and they'll fill it up. And you have this tank and it's underground. It's like a well, but it is water, pretty much city water. So you can have, you know, to <laughs> the best of both worlds, you have your tank. Oh, then you you're talking about pay. a cistern, right? Cistern, thank you. Cistern. Exactly, that's it. So cistern, those are very, very popular in Mexico. Okay, thank you. Yeah, and they're usually on the roof, aren't they? Uh, you can either have a one in the actually there is a, it's a double system. You have a, a hole in the ground that is usually cemented. So you have that where they deliver your water, like a well, and then you have a pump to another tank in the in the roof that is going and that to heats it because the sun it'll heat the water absolutely. Yep. So. There's a whole bunch of things. Canada is a little bit different. It's usually underground, and uh, but this is the thing. It all you have to ask the questions. That's all we just want to say. These are the things that if you want a cottage, there are the things that you want to ask. Um, yes, yeah, cistern. Thank you. 
I should remember that. It's like <laughs> sister. Right? <laughs> okay, and the last tip is your heating options. This is another thing too. If you're not near a city, uh, you won't have access to what we have is a typical furnace is a forced air gas, which means natural gas. Yeah. So we all take it for granted that, oh, okay, we're on natural gas. Like, what are we going to do? But when you're in a rural community or in a cottage or, you know, um, you might not have these options. So your options do come in when you want to, you really have to think about when you're buying, if it's an existing cottage, is it all electric? Is it propane? Maybe it's an oil tank. Maybe it's a wood stove or, or a fireplace. So all these things, this is my favorite wood stove, by the way, I just had to take a picture. It's thousands of dollars. It's beautiful. It's modern, but it was invented a long time ago. So anyway, my point is when you know what your heating option is, you'll know how much it costs because everything is different. Propane right now is very expensive. Electric heat is very expensive. Now, oil tank, you gotta fill it, and then how long is it gonna last you? Yeah, that's I don't know. Good. A wood stove or fireplace. Wood is cheap, it's all around, but do you wanna sit there and stoke a fire in the middle of the night when it gets really cold in the middle of winter? It, you know, maybe you don't have a, a four season cottage. Maybe this is just a summer thing and it's not even an issue. Yeah. Well, that's so, what I was going to mention, that depending on how, what the usage is, some cottages actually, they're just meant to go there for the winter time. So you're going to have this particular heating option would be a very important thing to, for you. But absolutely. if you're going to be renting something that it is only during the summertime that you're going to use it and you're just going to not, not be there for the winter time, then this one would be okay maybe with just a wood stop. Absolutely. And that, this is the other thing too, and to talk about heating, but also cooling. So uh, when you're talking about cooling, like we're also used to having air conditioners in our modern homes. You might go to a cottage and say, oh my God, I hate this. This is not good enough for me yeah. to just have uh, fans and to open the windows. Yep. It might get too hot in cottage country too. So what are my choices? So there is, uh, you know, you can have window air conditioners, you can have a heat pump, you can have other sources of cooling as well as heat. But you have to ask those questions. Is there ductwork in the place? How hard would it be to convert? Uh, some people have an oil tank, but they can easily convert it into a propane tank, which may or may not be cheaper, depending on the time of, of you know, where your oil or your propane is coming from. And you have to ask those questions. If I want to do this, some people hate oil because they swear it smells. There are issues, they're afraid. They don't like the big tank in their basement. There are also environmental rules when it comes to oil tanks and heat and obviously all four things. Uh, so you have to ask these questions and really be okay with it and know what to expect. Sometimes you have multiple choices. Sometimes you have a wood stove and propane or you have a, a fireplace and electric heat. So those are backups, which I love. There's also something called a wood furnace. Oh. That's a whole other story. I'm not going to get into it, but yeah. I've seen them. And they're big giant furnaces that you sit there and you have wood and you just put them in there. Into the furnace. I don't want to get into it. I'm not an HVAC person. 
but uh, yeah, there you go. There's three. These are really, really important things. I think when when somebody's asking me about cottages, absolutely, you have to understand at least fundamentally what those three main things are. Yeah, absolutely. And remember, the the first thing to know is what is the main use. How are you going to use it? Um, if it's, it's for you, are you going to buy it for renting? But are you going to use it? you know, from time to time, is it all year round or is it only seasonal and what season it is? All of those kind of things you have to answer before you want to buy a cottage. So that's why we put this together. So you have an idea where to get started. Yay, that's so, very good. I like that, this, that's very smart. So this, this summary is for the first tip is to make sure that you take a look at the crawl spaces or basement, you most likely won't have a basement, but there would be a crawl space. Yeah. Uh, the second one would be the water type that you have, if it's a well or a city, and your septic system, and your... Um, water in. Water in. <laughs> yeah, water. You, you want to deal with that. Talk to yeah. Colette about that, she likes that. <laughs> and then number three is the heating system. So. And then you know, you know, of course, the age of the cottage, all the kind of thing you need to look at. Yeah, and then all the other stuff, like a modern home, like you, the roof and the foundation, all those things still exist, but they're just a little bit different. And to really understand how cottages are different built yeah. than a modern home, because they really, it's a whole different world. So make sure you get a, a, a somebody who knows what they're talking about, somebody who's local that knows the area as well is always helpful because they know what is in the ground yeah and actually I have an extra tip too if you actually buy a cottage near the water do your research on the water and how much it raises in the spring mm -hmm. because that if you're so close to the water and it doesn't have to be a great lake it could be a smaller lake the water might rise and you might be in big trouble so you really have to ask those questions about history how many times has the water been high and what to expect if that happens and if the city or the the municipality actually supports flooding and what they do yeah. all that stuff it might not be found on the internet but find a local realtor and they'll be able to answer all those questions yeah but that's great thank you Colette for putting this together and I learned something today so this is great poop <laughs> that's the last word well we will see you in the next episode please tune in okay. Bye. thanks for joining us Thank you for being here on the show. Please remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get notified when there are more shows available. And if you would like to have more information on how to start investing in real estate, please visit my website at www.arisalihernandez.com. Thank you.